You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Ah, that was a decent slurp. Yeah, I'm not experienced in the slurping. Yes, back to Al. But here we are (laughs) at Tim Talks without Dr. Al Stone. And uh, we do have Dr. Denise Wolven with us here today. Yes, I wish. uh, (laughs) Our expert resident guest. And uh, I appreciate her. She is the Vanna White of Tim Talks. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yes. Give us a vowel, please. Yes. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Wait, what's a vowel? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I hope that this has been a blessing for you both Monday and Wednesday. So here we are at Friday, not saying homeschool is less important than Christian school because we moved it to Friday instead of Wednesday, all right? So uh, people don't get your hackles up, all right? That's Uh, right. We're just dealing with this. This is the uh, structure that I didn't want to do it this way, but my wife said we had to do it, so. uh, Oh, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Oh, my word. All right, so uh, as, as you think of I want my homeschool I want my child's education. I want a stellar homeschool education. Now, we're not going to get into, you know, whether you should Christian school or homeschool or public school or whatever it is. But uh, so we're looking here at homeschooling. A lot of a lot of Christian people do that. And uh, we did it for a couple of years. So um, uh, first of all, probably, I, I guess maybe do you want to go into curriculum? I mean, we can. that's probably where you start. Would that be where a homeschooler would start as far as you're getting prepared, getting ready? Right. You can. Um, I would say right out of the gate that anybody that's a mom or a dad, if God has put that in your heart to homeschool, then you are able to do it. You can do that. Amen. So a lot of people think, oh, man, forget it. I don't have a degree, this, that. No, if God told you that your family needs to do this and you're your family has decided this, then God will bring you through it, and he will He will be the one that will help you for sure. Just like he does a Christian school teacher or any other teacher that's in a public realm, he will be with you, and you can accomplish this. So I would say curricula-wise, um, there are several, but I would always go with a classical kind of curricula. Um, there are classics that are— Meaning—all right, so I'm a dunce. Meaning— uh, they're going to stay with reading, writing, and arithmetic okay. to me. That's what they're going to do. And they're going to uh, speak of it in a classical way. They're not going to just go into um, oh, common core things and all so that. So you have to wear a Greek toga because there of the Greek go. classics. Yes, that's okay. right. That's right. Uh, but they'll, have, they'll be very structured. Um, they won't be quite like um, the Montessori approach where the child decides and— wanders here and there deciding what he wants to do in life. (laughs) You have to have some kind of structure uh, as a homeschool person that's teaching them or or at least corralling them so that if you're using like a video 
or online item that you're watching over them and you have to choose. You have to really choose and pray over it a long time, I think. And I think it should be classical in nature, focusing on reading, writing, and arithmetic. All right. So uh, regardless of the curriculum, are some curricula a little bit better than others or do they all have their strengths and weaknesses? Every one of them has a strength and a weakness, probably, I would say, every single one. And so you need to get some um, maybe snippets from each one and take a look at them, look them over in depth. Maybe on, I bet online they're everywhere. But um, we've used, a, of course, the big two are the Abeka program and the Bob Jones programs that they have for Christian, uh, well, Christian schools and homeschools. So those are the two biggest ones, I would say, and they have their weaknesses and strengths. I think the Bob Jones curricula has a strength in the reading aspect and the vocabulary aspect, um, while Abeka has the uh, structure of grammar and things like that. So it's almost like Abeka grammar is, to me, better than Bob Jones. And I know I've now offended half the world. So anyway. Yes, well, go ahead and offend the other half. Okay, so. there you go. But I think that the Bob Jones literature is better than um, the Abeka ones, although I think you could dovetail both kinds together and pick the best from both worlds. So it just depends on it depends on the state that you're in as well. In Ohio, we have very um, liberal homeschool laws that allow people to have um, their own choices now of what they want to do. And so you have to look into your state laws. But keep remembering that when uh, when the state realizes your children are not in their system, they will try to get you to come to the school and at least register your child. And I would absolutely buck and fight that with every tooth and nail I ever had in my life. I would not put my child's name on any roster in a public school if I chose for them to be homeschooled. So why are they generally putting their name on a roster at public school? Because they're they're scared and and the public school wants money for them. There you because go. Because they're going to get several thousand still dollars registered a year. as a pupil. Right, and they're not. Yes. And here you're going to be paying for all the and by the way, you might think, well, I'll homeschool, it'll be cheaper than Christian school. Mm. Well, it can sometimes, it, but usually I not. know. It, it, by the time you're buying all this stuff, yes. it just depends. So you have to really weigh all your options as a family and pray about what God wants you to do for your own family and don't waver on what decision you've decided to make because it's your family that God's given you. And remember, you're the ones responsible for their education, not other parents. So keep that in mind. So other uh, curricula, I know they're, I don't know if they've changed names, but there's a Rod and Staff curricula. Um, I enjoyed some of theirs, uh, especially they're very patriotic and things, but I wasn't really fond of their science program. But um, that's just my own opinion. Uh, I enjoyed Abeka science better than any of the other sciences, although Bob Jones science is awesome because it's taught from a concept viewpoint, not just um, like – Facts knowing facts, figures, yeah. yeah, and knowing things like that. And, of course, there's the, they still have the ACE paces that people work through. And I would th say if you choose that route, look through it and figure out a way that it won't be boring to your children because I think that that would be the biggest drawback of that curriculum. All right. So uh, 
What are what are some blessings of homeschooling? What are some good things about homeschooling? Well, first off, you understand uh, if you teach their Bible to them, you know exactly what they're learning. Um, are they going to be learning from a King James Bible? Are they things like that? Um, you have direct control over the Bible that they're learning. And I think that that's really an awesome thing for a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, You can talk to your pastor and get some ideas about that. Um, You could walk through um, all kinds of different places and and not just not just Christian school curricula. Um, I know you could get in touch with the master club people that are here in Ohio, and they'll even direct you about some of their material that would be good for you to just use for younger kids. Um, so there, it's out there, and I would say Bible, that would be to, be to me the more fun thing to do is to teach Bible every day to your kids. Mm-hmm. So. so if you had, let's say, three to four children— all of them in, let's say, various levels of elementary school, theoretically, you could teach them one Bible class altogether. I would say yes. Yes, you could. Yes, depending on, again, your state laws. Of course, with Bible, they probably could care less. But it is a religious training, I suppose they would Mm -hmm. say. So you could direct any of your memory work or tests the way you want them to be. Um, We used, uh, oh, I can't remember the name. Possessing the Land and all those, Positive Action for Christ it mm-hmm. was. So if you want to look those up online, I think they're great for uh, Sunday school as well as homeschool curricula, Positive Action for Christ. Yes, except I uh, know. the names of God or the, I know. The, the doctrines of God. I taught that in 11th grade Bible in Christian school. <sighs> Man, that was a snorer. <laughs> and, you know, the doctrines, which it was exciting to yes. me. But to 11th grade Bible, oh, my soul, that was so hard. Yes. That was so hard. I did everything I could to try to spice it up and get their attention. And whew, and you had a really fu- right. couple funny things that oh, happened. Yeah. Yes, And absolutely. I don't know if you want to share them. Nope, don't have time for that. So. <laughs> okay. But I don't mind sharing it. But uh, Everybody ask them later. Everybody yes. ask them later. So another blessing of homeschooling. Uh, a blessing besides just being able to teach Bible. Uh, you can work at your own pace in a way, but in a way it's hard to know. Like if you're, and I'm not downing, you know, homeschool folks at all, but you need to have a goal at the end of the year so you can't just lag along all year and then go, oh my word, we've got all this that we have to do in the end. You have to pace yourselves, but you can set your own pace. But know what your end goal is. If you know, okay, my child by the end of this grade has to be able to multiply and divide this year. Well, you better know they better know those math facts by then. If not, you're behind. So um, you, you can set your own pace, but you better have an end goal in mind so that you stay on track. So let's say a mom, and I'm going to say mom because a lot of times, unfortunately, the dads just sort of abdicate their their input and just go well you're around you got to teach them and so unfortunately the dad should be a lot more involved uh, as a general rule but so let's say there's a mom who they feel like they need to homeschool and the mom feels like i am not qualified to do this well first off you are because god gave you those children and you are their mom god-given mom to be able to raise for the lord so 
you are you do have it within you, but if you don't feel qualified, if you feel like you're lacking in something, then go online or find be an avid reader of the subject that you're weak in. Um, for a while, I was weak in some parts of science that I wasn't sure about. And so when I by the time you read through it and you talk through it with your children, the first year is a little bit rough. But after that, you you feel a little bit more, you know, at home with that. By the second or third year, you're like, man, I feel like I'm an expert in this part of it because you've gone through it. I would say the best teacher for someone is reading it and then having to teach it and then somehow you learn it. So even if you have to learn on the go, you can do it. Uh, and of course, the advantage of you can make your own schedule. Yes. You've got uh, revival week or you 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 want to maybe go out of town for a three-day week at preaching conference or perhaps uh, you want to take a vacation before the prices go up. Right. You know, you can you can adjust your schedule. So I would think that that was that's probably to me the 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 biggest allure or draw of homeschooling. I think you know nowadays from what I hear from yes. younger families is the idea of you get to make your own schedule. Right, and of course, then that uh, leaves kids. Sometimes, if you don't make it make up enough days, you have to go a little bit into the summer or start early. But you are able to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that that is great to have a structure like that. We've had children in our church, which you probably have heard of this. I never heard of this at all. They um, operated their school year every January. They didn't start their school year in August or September. January was their school year. Every new year began a new school year. I, I'd never heard of that. I hadn't either. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty ingenious. So by the time they got around November or so— um, and of course, they would make some adjustments during summer, where they would take vacations and and do you know trips and go into the zoo or whatever it is. But but they're very structured, and so by the time they got around October, they were pretty well done for the year. And so they got into November and December, and it was all you know fun time. Or they would take a month off at summer. I thought that was rather interesting. Yeah, that can be done. The only thing that I would see as a drawback, if there is one, which it probably doesn't, but if you if you want to put your children in a school um, in high school, because a lot of homeschoolers opt for that. Mm-hmm. Like by the time the kid, especially boys that want to be on some kind of sports team, they put them in high school for, you know, two or three years so that they actually graduate from a regular high school, which mm-hmm. ugh, that's your it's like you're throwing them right into the lion's den to me. But um, but that's the only way that would be a little bit of a structure difference that they might not. It'd be I hopefully they have all their um, their basics by then enough to be able to jump into a high school and and mathematically do it and other things. All right. So um, as a teacher, would you recommend, all right, get up, eat breakfast and have school in your pajamas? Oh, wouldn't that be great? That'd be awesome. (laughs) Pajama school. That's what all the parents did during COVID. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There you go. Actually, no, I would rather them get up, get dressed and all that, and um, 
I don't know. I remember when we had homeschool for a little bit. Our kids were more middle school and high school. And so I remember having a homeroom time for them, literally, at the beginning. Where so they had to be all ready at They had to be ready. Time. Yeah, ready at a certain time. And we stood and pledged the flags and everything. And our boys thought, you're loony moms, but that's okay. They could think that. And uh, But I like to have the structure of that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, don't want to go there, but what are some of the curses of homeschool education? Or what can be. Okay. Um, out of the gate would be they're not really learning um, to the depth that they need to. Like they they can con mom into, yeah, I know that. I know what's going on with that. I know that. And then they really don't. Um, so moms or whoever's doing the homeschooling really test them out in some areas like um, in their English or in their math and see if they really do know, because if they don't, then that's kind of on you to get more practice in. I would say, I know that Abeka's curriculum gives a ton of homework, and a lot of homeschool moms are, uh, they kind of want to not have that, all that homework done, but there is a reason that Abeka assigns it. So if you need, right, if you need to augment it a little bit and say, well, do the odds or evens or do, you know, the first 12 of them out of 24, do some of it because there's a reason. And you don't want your child not prepared for um, college or high school because they've lolled around about their homework all the time. So I would say that's kind of a thing I've seen homeschool people do. They say, ah, that doesn't even matter. Just don't do that. Just don't do that. And then they don't know why their kid is struggling. Well, it's because you know, if they're not writing well, it's because they've not had to write. So you, you have to give them practice and give them time to do that. And I would still say a homeschool child needs about an hour, hour and a half of homework, usually time-wise, to get you, it all done. You just struck a, a nerve. I know. That bugs me like crazy. I am not an educator. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I it, it just – I cringe when I hear students – and parents say, I'll never need that uh, when I grow up. Right. Yes. That makes me cringe as well. I, I'm so they happy that they, that they have the mind of God. Right. And they know exactly what they're going to be doing in their life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or so how ha- anything's going to fit together. Has there ever been a 7th or 8th grader or even a 10th grader who did not do what they thought they were going to do in life? I would say 80%. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I cringe. I, I just cringe. Oh, you'll never need that. How do you know? I exactly. mean, I look at it as an opportunity to be prepared. You right. know, we need to, there's knowledge. And sometimes you need to learn, in my opinion, you, you just need to learn math because you need to learn how to follow directions. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and boys and girls that can't follow directions have a real tough time in math. Right. Well, and this generation would because they think they can make up their own. Yeah, mm-hmm. Two plus two is five because I feel that it should be five. Anyway. Uh, any other curses? Any things that you've seen uh, negative? Um, I would say another that thing. That maybe a homeschooling parent should watch out for. Watch out that your child doesn't become cloistered just to yourselves 
they need to have an outlet where they're around other children, where they can um, interact with other children. They need to because mm-hmm. you've seen, you know, the homeschoolers that, you know, they, they're they like, I don't want to say a bubble off, but they seem that way because Social they don't, skills are yes, lacking. they don't know how to, they think it's all about them because everything's always been about them mm. and it's not. And they're going to be thrown into a big sea of people and it's not about them. So I, I remember you saying in years past, oftentimes when uh, a homeschool child started attending Christian school, that they could not oftentimes, not everyone, but oftentimes they had difficulty completing their tests or completing their homework in time. Right. Oh, by far. I mean, they were used to having... Oh, just get it done whenever you get yes, it done. Yes, just whatever. We'll pick it up and drop it off. You know, it was very goofy. And it's like, why is he taking three times longer than the yeah. average child? Like if a child didn't like history at home. <clears throat> and so it took him an hour and a half to do his history every day. It, then it just took an hour and a half to do the history instead of, nope, you got to turn that in by the end of class. And it just dumbfounded them like they couldn't do it. Right. And it is hard for them. And it's a hard thing for them to get used to is time like that. Mm. So I would say set some timing for your kids when they take tests and when they do homework. Don't make them do four hours of homework every night when they're in elementary school. That's ridiculous. But figure out that they're going to need a half an hour or 40 minutes of math homework, really, and and some reading. And then, you know, I wouldn't pour over science every single night or history every single night. But the basics you need to stick with, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Any other uh, negatives that you can think of right off the bat? Um, no. No, I think of more positives about the homeschool experience than the negatives, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it is awesome. I mean, it, I don't know what we would have done. Now, I do remember um, we did have one of our children we felt like was behind in in their education in elementary school and so we were we were weighing the probability of you not teaching in the christian school so you could get that that uh that child up to where they needed to be right and is the grace of god you wound up becoming uh the teacher for him in the next year yes that was and so good. That, that wound up being an answer to prayer for us anyway because uh uh you know that 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 interaction there. So we didn't have a lot of time last uh, last podcast to sort of address this. What would you suggest to that teachers or uh, administrators, whoever it may be, um, that they don't look at homeschooling as an insult? To what they're doing in the Christian school, that there there could be some kind of camaraderie there. What, what would be your suggestion? Um, I would suggest that the pastor of the church that's part of that school, as well as the home, homeschooling people, the pastor, the administrator, if they can kind of dovetail together that the kids can be part of the school a little bit, even if they're homeschooled, such as in art classes and music classes and PE classes, 
if they can include those homeschool kids. Now, that means mom and dad that are homeschooling, get them over to the school because they're going to have gym at 1.30 in the afternoon, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if they can dovetail that together, believe it or not, those Christian school kids will accept them and will, you know, uh, get used to them and they see them at church too. So I think it could be a good thing to include them in extracurricular activities. From your perspective, do you think uh, the homeschooling movement is much stronger than the Christian school movement today? I think it's neck and neck. I think it's 50-50 actually right now, where I would have said some years back it was Mm 75-25, weighing on the Christian school, 75. Um, More people are now um, seeing that they can do— do the they can do the homeschooling through the curricula that's provided and um, I know that you know a lot of the online courses that Bob Jones as well as Rebecca give are are very stellar and so parents have confidence in that mm-hmm. so if they have confidence in that and they know that they can you know uh, be a proctor to testing and watching out for their kids material and things like that then they feel like they have, kind of a hand in the education while they're still letting some um, teachers actually teach them as well. Well, I am finding that some of our legislators in Ohio, in the state of Ohio, they have been homeschooled. Yep. And so they, they have a great opinion of homeschool because they're they're succeeding at a relatively young age, mm-hmm. you know, in business and in, uh, you know, even service in their community right. and those kind of things. It for some reason, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, in, in D.C., I, I think he's connected with homeschooling some way. Either they homeschooled their children or maybe he or his wife was homeschooled. I'd have to sort of look into that. But, oh, that's uh, cool. You know, it, it is uh, – it used to be like people would roll their eyes and go, oh, homeschooled. Wow, but that was tough. But over the over the years, not just Christian people, but of course that's the main reason many of us would. But uh, many times unsaved people have homeschooled because they didn't feel like their their schools, their public schools, was was giving the the proper education either. Right. I thought of one more thing. I don't know if I can I add it. Oh yeah. Okay. One more thing to add, which is way off the cuff. Um, I know that common core math in our public schools is an atrocity. Okay, I understand Mm -hmm. that. But I will tell you as a teacher that I've looked online at common core uh, worksheets, and they're free. And homeschool moms, if you find your child is needing something in the area of decimals, fractions, or um, even like grids to um, do, you know, longitude, latitude things or whatever, anything mathematical, things like that, you can find, you may have to look look in depth, but you can find really good worksheets, download them and have the kids do them as extra help. So I'm not a Common Core, you know, uh, junkie about that at all. Not what, not at all, but it is a good source that's free and we're paying for it for it with our tax money. So Feel free to download something if you needed it for your kid. Yeah, you don't have to do it the same way they do it. You can no. use the resource and do I it the way it was, you teach. I used them in the Christian school as extra worksheets. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to go, oh, what in the world's that? But they have they had a great way of drawing out things and showing kids visuals about fractions and things. So I was like, man, I could never make a worksheet like this. It was awesome. So I'm just throwing it out there. Good. Well, we hope that this has been a blessing to you, and uh, 
one of the reasons we didn't want Dr. Al Stone involved in this education <laughs> is because of his uh, his poor education. Yes. So, you know, so it's, uh, you know, the honorary doctor guys. You know. Yes. There you go. Wish I had my doctorate. But one day. Yes. I'll, I'll well, be smacking my gums together by then. I wish I had my high school degree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is Dan Wolven, and I'm so happy that this week that my wonderful wife, Denise Wolven, has been able to be with me. And uh, I, I really do admire her uh, her wisdom, and she has a real sense of scriptural and spiritual discernment. Um, it She put it on pause to marry me, and then she turned it back on again. So, uh, But uh, I really appreciate her and— uh, and I think that she really is. It, she excels in education. Oh, she, you're so kind. A, no, there is just a a God given gift that you have besides working at your craft. Um, you know that you. Know, it's just if somebody has a gift, they got a gift. But if somebody also works at it and improves it and hones that craft, you know they really wind up being exceptional oh, and thank so you. Uh, I appreciate you and I appreciate the really the hundreds and hundreds of lives that you've touched over the 40 years that you've been in education so uh, thank you and thank you all of the teachers thank you homeschool moms uh, dads let's try to give them a little bit of help instead of just coming home and forgetting all about it uh, you know because your input is going to be very very important and uh, appreciate uh, Christian school teachers, which I, I sort of look at nowadays as the way that we would look at missionaries in the right. old days of Boy, they didn't truth. have much. Here's here's clothes out of the missionary barrel. Here's, you know, over the over the last hundred or 200 years um, with with the uh, limited funding that many Christian schools have. Right. And you've got some quality, quality individuals that are truly sacrificing in ways that the average church member or the average parent who pays tuition does not even understand. Right. And so hats off to you and our Amen. best to you. And may God continue to bless you in your ministries. This is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Toss, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.